As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, it's Wendy. And it's Jess. And you're listening to the Food Heaven Podcast. Your online resource for delicious and nutritious living. Hey there, just want to let you know that our transformative six-week nutrition course, Walk Into Wellness, is open for enrollment. Now, if you're somebody who is looking for the support and guidance of registered dietitians as you learn to transform the way you eat, make peace with food, and live a healthy and happy life that you love, then this, my friend, is the perfect course for you. As part of the course, we have six modules, which cover everything from intuitive eating to top nutrition myths and what to do instead. We also have a four-week batch prep style meal plan. There are a ton of activities and worksheets, and we even have a private Facebook group so members can really form a community and find support. Now, the best part about this course is there are six weeks of live weekly coaching with Wendy and myself, where we will really help you take the concepts that we talk about in the modules and bring them home. And it's really great if you're somebody who feels like you do better with external accountability to help you reach your goals. So if you're feeling like 2018 is your year and you are ready to transform the way you eat, make peace with food, and basically live your best life, then you're going to want to go ahead and head on over to the website, walkintowellnesscourse.com. If you're interested, you're probably going to want to go ahead and sign up right now because doors close Wednesday, March 7th, which is tomorrow. So again, the website is walkintowellnesscourse.com and we can't wait to see you there. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Food Heaven Podcast with Wendy and Jess. Hey now. That's us. Today we're going to be talking about calorie counting. Is it necessary and or helpful? Or is it just something else that you really don't need to be bothered with when it comes to health? There are calorie counting apps everywhere and they're usually tied into a lot of these health and wellness platforms and that leaves a lot of people thinking well you know are calories really important to achieving my health goals and we think that there are some pros and cons to understanding calories um, and counting calories and the pros are usually associated with the understanding part the cons associated with the counting so we're gonna get right into it i want to make sure that we do make a clear distinction that there's a difference between that understanding component and that counting which usually leads to obsessing so you know it might be useful for people that want to understand the nutritional content of different foods as it relates to um, how much satisfaction that food brings you for example like there are a lot of processed foods that 
are very high in calories and they aren't very satiating versus plant-based foods that maybe have less calories and they fill you up more. So it's good to just have that general understanding. You might also just be curious about knowing how many calories your typical meals have, which we think is okay. Right. I, I usually like to call it um, being aware of calories, calorie aware, but not calorie crazed. And it usually becomes an issue when you feel like you're obsessing over calories and macronutrients. I see this all the time. People come in, they're like, how do my macros look? Like I'm eating this amount of protein and this amount of carbs and this amount of fat and this amount of calories. And I'm just like, okay, let's just slow down a bit and let's make sure that doing this is helpful and healthy for you. And usually it's not helpful and it's not healthy. And the ideas that they're getting about how many macros they need are skewed and not really based on actual science. So one example would be, you know, somebody who doesn't want to go over 400 calories in one meal or they can't go over 1700 calories in one day. Like those are instances where we find it not that helpful, um, you know, to have that information and to be using that information. Because again, what if you need more than 400 calories in a meal? Or what if it's lunch or, you know, even dinner, you've already eaten 1700 calories and you're still hungry. And so we really like to promote having a healthy relationship with food. And, um, you know, counting calories a lot of times is not really in tune with the idea of intuitive eating and using um, our external factors to decide what we should eat when and also how much so for us we really have an all foods fit philosophy i really like what um one of our podcast guests, Nancy Clark, she's a sports dietitian, what she says about eating. And she says there's no um, good or bad diet. There's a balanced diet and an unbalanced diet. And so if you really think of it in terms of that, you can kind of figure out where you fall within that spectrum and how to make some changes. And again, like we really like to try to honor our hunger and, you know, we can do that and eat satisfying foods and not feel like we're health obsessed or obsessed with counting calories. Yeah. And back to that understanding component when it comes to calorie you know of course we're aware that calorie recommendations are different for different demographics so for example like a five-year-old boy is not going to be having the same recommendations as a 30-year-old man nine times out of ten though a five-year-old child isn't going to want to eat the same amount of food as a grown man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, younger kids are usually pretty in touch with when they're hungry and full. And a lot of times, you know, like when we see that kids maybe aren't eating their full meals, we're like, we kind of start forcing them to eat more, which is really unfortunate because it throws off their hunger cues. Um, and this mechanism gets thrown off a lot of times with kids because we start imposing those things on them. So, you know, different age groups are obviously going to have different recommendations. And that's where I think that understanding component comes into place. And there are exceptions, of course, because you have picky eaters, especially in children who are picky eaters. They might be eating way under um, the recommendation for their age, for their height. So that's something to keep in mind. Maybe you can use that calorie understanding as a guide for understanding how much 
your child should be eating. Also, people with GI issues where, you know, maybe they can't properly digest a lot of foods. And so having that understanding of how much should I be eating so that I know how to plan it within a context that works for me that doesn't cause too much discomfort, that might be useful um, as well. And for, But for most people, you can just use recommendations as a guide. There are uh, recommendations that are out there that are set by, what is it? I know the National Institute of Health does, yeah, has recommendations. There's different, different health organizations and the government, they set these different like caloric recommendations. But just keep in mind that you want to use it as a guide because there's so many factors that go into play when understanding how many calories you need. So for example, if you're very active, you're probably going to want to consume more food, aka more calories, also your age, your sex, metabolism, you know, digestion. So just a lot of different factors at play. It's very individualized. Mm -hmm. And along those same lines of using the calorie recs as a guide, we also don't recommend that adults go under 1200 calories per day. So anytime we see that with patients, it's pretty much a red flag. And I have seen it where people are eating, like I have one patient eating 500 calories. I mean, this isn't bordering eating, eating disorder, but eating 500 calories per day and thinking that that was um, you know, her reaching her needs. And so you're not, a lot of the juice cleanses and things like that, you're going to be going under 1200 calories, which is kind of the minimum we would recommend. So I know intuitive eating really sounds nice. And there may be people who even consider themselves intuitive eaters who also chronically under eat for different reasons. So for example, maybe they're not really ever hungry or they have digestive issues, or sometimes people have a fear of gaining weight. So in this situation, it really is useful, um, to have an understanding of the recommended calorie ranges. And so that way you can know kind of what a meal looks like, what a snack looks like for you and your body, you know, what it might typically need in a day. And again, this is only for you to have some context and it shouldn't be your way of kind of obsessing over those quote unquote target calorie or target macro goal. Now, I think we should address the calorie counting apps because there's so many out there and we're always getting asked like, hey, should I download that? latest calorie counting app there's so many it's like hard to even keep up they're so like technically advanced mm -hmm. too they're like oh my god with synced, the photos yeah they're yeah. synced with everything mm -hmm. um and i mean jess and i we both have fitbits and we know there's like this calorie counting option in there too so or like meal tracking or whatever it's literally like embedded into everything and your phone um so we generally don't recommend these apps because they tend to develop an obsession over eating these perfect meals you know that are within the recommended ranges that they set for you which a lot of times is very very off like for example um Jess and I both used to do a very popular uh, calorie tracking app back in the day, just out of, I think, curiosity and to play around with it. And the recommended goal that they had for me was way under what I actually ate to feel satisfied. So a lot of times there is that gap where they might give you a recommendation or maybe it's like the recommended range is a little too high and you get satisfied with less food. 
So we really think that it's important that you tune in to what works for your body, what makes you feel good, satiated, what honors your health, so that you don't have to kind of obsess over keeping track of all of these macros and calories every single day. And you'll probably be eating more or less the same thing thing every day i mean i have yet to come across someone who has like these elaborate like breakfast lunch and dinner options that are different every single day of the week like typically we have similar patterns every single day so it kind of just levels out and it's not necessary for you to kind of do this all the time you usually end up falling around the same calorie range anyway and to just touch on kind of what wendy said about the calorie counting apps like we definitely used to use them, okay? And it was for different reasons. Um, but honestly, like we both fell off after kind of like a week or two because it just became kind of boring and repetitive and not always the most helpful because I know for me personally, like if it was, and this is when I was less of an intuitive eater for sure, um, but if I was not hungry I would still if I had more calories I would just be eating just because or if I already reached the end of my calories for the day I would kind of just cut it off and so those aren't really like healthy behaviors but we can definitely identify if that's where you are right now we've definitely been there as well but the idea is to try to let go of kind of the micromanaging of what you eat and how much and focus on more about like how the foods make you feel that's a really healthy way to approach it like you know looking at your breakfast your snacks like does this satisfy my hunger is this satisfying does this leave me drained or do i feel more energized and those are really better questions to ask yourself and so if you are someone who does feel like it's helpful for you to count calories, we don't want to come across like we're judging because, again, we do say that we did say that we've been there before. We don't recommend it, but we don't want you to feel judged. And we encourage you to use it, if anything, to learn more about the different calorie content in different foods and doing it more of an objective way from an objective stance with curiosity versus thinking of yourself as good or bad for eating a certain amount of calories and also keep in mind that it's okay to have significantly more calories one day than on another day or on a typical day and it might be because it's your birthday or you're PMSing <laughs> or um, or that you want to celebrate or that you're traveling or you worked out that day and people don't realize a lot of my um, women patients are just like really confused like well I'm just always so hungry what's going on and we're looking at the exercise and it's like girl you're working out for an hour a day like you need to eat enough to meet those calorie needs so the point really is we don't want you sacrificing quality of life over some darn calories eat when you're hungry eat what fuels you and eat until you're satisfied yes and remember to cut yourself some slack because it happens to all of us when we eat beyond the point of fullness um, it happens to me especially during gatherings when it's just like a whole bunch of food that is being offered and it looks and tastes really really good and sometimes I get a little too excited I eat beyond fullness and you know things happen it's not the end of the world each day is a new opportunity to eat in tune with your body's needs so don't be so hard on yourself and with that we're gonna wrap things up we hope that you found this information useful thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the food heaven podcast if you enjoy this episode please do us a huge favor and leave us a review on itunes right now, the more reviews we get, the higher we're ranked in iTunes, which means we reach 
more people. And also don't forget to connect with your girls online. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Food Heaven Show. Also on Facebook at Food Heaven Made Easy. And our podcast is released every Wednesday. And in each episode, we cover tips and tricks for making lifelong, sustainable, healthy living changes to upgrade your diet and health. We also interview leading experts in the field of health and nutrition to pick their brains on how you can cultivate a healthy life that you love. We hope you enjoy this episode and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.